Welcome to Being at Work. This is your host, Andrea Butcher, and I am so grateful to get to host this incredible show. If you are into real conversations with real leaders, this episode is for you. I'm talking authenticity with today's guest. We will discuss big questions like, how do you know who you are as a leader and how do you become more of who you are? Jillian Battle is a licensed attorney with the state of Indiana, but what you most need to know about her is how she's navigated her own journey to authenticity. She'll describe this today with so much vulnerability. So listen in as she talks about being okay, being exposed. She's modeling it for us through this conversation. My biggest takeaway, rejection is not fatal. Real integrity is a call to show up with all of me. So as you listen in, let your guard down. Perhaps you'll uncover something about yourself as you're listening. You know what I think? It has been being exhausted from wearing a mask. (laughs) I think I just, COVID allowed me to rest and I wasn't aware of how tired and exhausted I was until I paused. The time that COVID gave me to just sit down and get quiet and explore the past events, uh, the current climate. uh, And we had, if you remember, so much going on from social unrest to, you know, this this nasty um, virus that was tearing through our country. It was so overwhelming that I just, I had moments of, of weakness and Instead of trying to plow through it and continue to make sense of it, I surrendered. And so I realized surrendering, stopping, pausing, there's nothing wrong with that. And and connecting to myself, I think. I don't want to say it was intentional, Andrea. I think it just sort of happened to me. It just sort of happened to you. Like, yeah, tell me more about that. Like, in what way? Well, uh, I'll give you an example. I am raising two teenagers during all of this, this pandemic. And, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to keep our ship afloat, trying to keep things as normal as possible. When newsflash, this was not normal. We We were not in normal times. And me trying to keep this sense of normalcy around us was depleting me. So for a moment, I had to stop because I was running on fumes and I realized, you know, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I thought, you know, I need the kind of love, care, attention um, that I'm giving my kids. I, I need that because I am, I am losing steam. And more importantly, I thought, Jillian, who are you to, um, to not allow yourself to have this moment of weakness? Who are you to not embrace your humanity and all of the limitations that come with that? You too, (laughs) you too need self-care. As much as you're trying to care for your kids and your neighbors, you too need to pause. And so um, I think uh, when I say it kind of happened, I think my body said and my mind said, sit down before before you break. You're bending so far that you're going to break. And so when I, it was kind of just kind of like getting hit upside the head, it just kind of knocked me over and I surrendered and uh, relinquished this, you know, this sense of control that I was trying to have. 
Yeah. So tell us about the years in your career leading up to that. So, you know, I see you as a high powered executive leader, very driven, you know, achievement oriented. Like, is that how you would have described yourself up until this moment of I'm, this isn't going to work for me right now? You know what? I I recently listened to someone describe me. Someone was giving me an intro and they described my resume. And I thought, gosh, she's a badass. Or, <laughs> I was like, whoa, she's done all that? Wow. Uh, because internally, I, I don't see myself that way. I have not, um, you know, I am trying to figure things out. I think like we all are. You know, there there isn't a, well, I shouldn't say there isn't a playbook because many people have written books on how to achieve this or that success. But um, I think success is what you define it and your standards should be your own. Uh, and I'm navigating these waters the best that the best way I can. I think when I look back at how did I get to this point, I think it was more about my challenges than my successes that have led me to this uh, authenticity, this journey that I'm on. It's more like, what did these challenges, i.e. COVID, what did I learn about myself uh, through that experience? Yeah, you know, because I've always, my whole life, I've heard this adversity teaches us about ourselves. And I fully, over the last year, I've fully come to understand what that means. It's like, yeah, there's parts of me that show up that are very different in adversity than they are when things are going well. You know what? Yes. And I think we tend to judge our experiences and label them as good or bad or negative and positive when the the truth is we're going to get something out of that experience if we're open to it. Well, exactly. And so much of what it is is based on how we perceive it and talk about it. You know what? It's uh, it's funny when we talk about this authenticity and how often I have found, and I realize a lot of us, because we judge and label our experiences, we often mask those experiences that we deem bad, that we are ashamed of, you know, uh, some of our trials and, and things that made us stumble, uh, when in fact, those are the things that uh, people can resonate with. People can go, wait, you too have been in a tough marriage, or you too have struggled with addiction. I mean, those are the kind of things that that make people feel like they're not alone. And we, we often hide that instead of sharing it to connect with someone else and, and help heal together. Mm-hmm. It's the things that make us, yeah, that, that it's our humanity and our humanity is showing just like everyone else's. Why not acknowledge that? Talk about it. Support each other through it. Yes. Yes. It's a, a gosh, we seek a better understanding of each other. When we uh, acknowledge who we are and accept someone else for who they are and what they've been through. I just have to tell you how, how I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation. You know, this, this is a leadership podcast. And so we end up talking so much on this show about being who you are and be, the, the importance of authenticity. And I don't think there's no one that would disagree with that. But, you know, you're really standing in the question of who am I and how do I become more of that person? So you call it a journey to authenticity. But when you bring up the bio, I just I I love that. And I hadn't thought about that in advance of our conversation. But, you know, you listening to your bio, I had a similar experience recently as I keynoted a conference and they were reading my bio and I'm a little bit like, who is that? And I was I was I was kind of struck in that moment, like, why aren't I talking about the fact that I'm a mom and 
that I've struggled with my weight my whole life. And these things that are really who I am, (laughs) because those are the things that really shape the thoughts that I have, the choices that I make. And yeah. So talk a little bit about that. How do you reconcile this like badass executive with all of those parts of you? Well, you know, I think uh, we uh, are taught to identify ourselves by, you know, our resume, our titles, the amount of money we make. Are you a wife? Are you a mother? I mean, these are titles and this is how we define ourselves. And um, interesting enough is I actually wrote an article in May on motherhood and how this is who I, I identified myself as. I am a mother. And with that comes all of these responsibilities, many of which I thought meant that I had to, I had to reduce who I was as a person and and the type of love and attention I showed myself. And in my article, I talked about my hesitation to buy myself tennis shoes because I just thought that they were overpriced. And interesting enough is the day I went to the mall to buy me these tennis shoes, I walked out of the store and went and spent money on my kids. (laughs) And you know, the, the article talks about how, you know, just the sacrifices uh, I think moms make for their kids, for their families. And then and then oftentimes we wake up and we're tired and, you know, um, trying to figure out what happened to our dreams. We don't know what makes us happy. We can tell you all about what our kids like and don't like, but we oftentimes can't tell you uh, what our hobbies are or what we did for fun. And so... Um, after just, you know, once once again, feeling exhausted, uh, bringing it back to COVID and just feeling exhausted, trying to make sure my kids were happy and, and stable. Again, I realized, well, well Jillian, what about you? And uh, what, what do you want to do with your life? And, and, and are you on the path you want to go? Trying to question myself on how did I end up down this path where I'm always exhausted and, and never replenished? And Andrea, I realized that I was living an, another person's standard of motherhood. Like, right? So I had my mother who was an awesome mom and I live in a community where there are many stay-at-home moms. And so I was defining my value as a mother based on what I saw around me. And so that was depleting again because, well, my mom had the luxury of being a stay-at-home mom and uh, I don't. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like what's going to work for me in the context that I'm mothering? I think that's a really good point. We do that. I think um, we have been taught to judge our beauty, uh, what we define as beautiful by what we see in magazines or on TV. I love the women now who are celebrating their natural beauty, right? It's just kind of this, again, going back to living authentically. I'm going to be happy in my own skin, I'm going to be happy with my natural hair or my weight or the decision I make in my career. If I'm going to be a stay at home mom or, um, you know, if, if I'm going to be a career mom and there's nothing wrong with a woman who enjoys her career and sees herself putting in those extra hours, we judge each other um, unfairly. I think we judge ourselves unfairly. Well, I love, yeah, I love your simple question of just asking yourself, Jillian, what about you? You know, what do you need? So it's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of self-love that I'm hearing in this, like paying attention to your own needs and then being intentional, 
with that as well. It's, so it starts with the paying attention, the awareness that you recognize, oh my gosh, I like went out and spent all this money on my kids and have totally neglected myself and those tennis shoes in the process. Yes. I said, look how tough life has gotten for me where I don't even deserve tennis shoes, where I feel like I can't even run in decent tennis shoes. You know, but I, I think it comes back to um, diving deep, uh, exploring yourself. I think society before COVID, we were, we were always on the go. We were always, something was distracting us being that our cell phones, our tasks at work or sporting events with our kids. The moment of pause for me was to examine areas of my life uh, that I had not ever taken a chance to explore. And I'm going to, Andrew, I'm going to be very candid with you. One of the areas I looked at was a, a relationship that I was in for, for a very long time that I was so unhappy with. And I was so, I just was so overwhelmed with um, unhappiness that it really actually manifested itself physically. Like I was panic attacks. I, um, I, I didn't see myself or I know I didn't want to be in this relationship for the rest of my life. And when I finally stopped and said, well, why are you in this relationship? I thought, well, because my mom and dad did it. Right. Because this is what I saw that, of course, you try to stick it out. Of course, um, it's not only what I saw, but it's what I believe uh, made sense in terms of an image. Who doesn't? We're all supposed to want the white picket fence with the two kids and the two dogs and the spouse. You're supposed to want that. And uh, I guess even at the expense of your happiness. Yeah. So that's what you mean by examining areas of your life that you hadn't explored. What, so what, what was it that brought that up for you? I think COVID helped magnify how short life is, right? And it's like, you know, do you want to spend your life unhappy wondering what if, gosh, what if I would have taken the leap and, um, and followed the path that felt good for my heart? I, I, I didn't want to get sick um, and have those regrets of, um, gosh, I wish I would have taken that leap. Uh, I, I often wonder why my mother, who I love to death, um, I love both my parents, but they had such a traumatizing relationship. And, uh, I watched my mom put on a brave face and go to our sporting events. Um, and I know how unhappy she was. I would, I would think at night and you know I thought why do we why do we put on these filters you know why are we doing that and I don't think it's just men or just women I think we put on filters and interesting enough is I find it's just adults between a certain age right because babies and older people they say how they feel when they feel it and we are often trying to censor I know I tried to censor my three-year-old and four-year-old Right. And my grandmother would say stuff that I just would never say to someone. <laughs> so, yeah. So what changes? What changes where we don't feel comfortable saying how we feel, being who we are? Yeah. Spit it out. It's really interesting that on the like extremes of our life, right, at the beginning and at the end, we're so willing. But it's like somewhere in the middle, we lose that. But you're doing it now. I mean, you've, I hear a lot of intentionality, like you're paying attention to what it is you need. You're speaking your truth. 
But you've talked about how in doing that, that can leave you feeling exposed. And so I know part of your journey is has been learning to be okay being exposed when your mom doesn't like like the decision that you make, for example. Like how do you, so how have you led through that? You know what? I realized that rejection is not fatal. <laughs> Life goes on. If someone doesn't like you, if you make a decision um, that you feel is, is, is best for you, um, it's not the end of the world if, if people aren't comfortable with the decision you made. And it took a while. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with people pleasing. I think many of us are just afraid of being rejected. But what I've learned is that how do you expect honesty and integrity from others if you're not willing to live it yourself? Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, that isn't that what integrity is, is speaking your truth, standing in your power, making decisions that you know are the right ones, regardless of how others feel about that. Well, and, and, and it kind of goes back to, for me, as I am maturing in this area, I find the, the more security and confidence I feel as I do that. So I'm less obligated to other people. I'm less dependent on other people's reactions. You know, there are situations where I can think of where I have stood my ground and others haven't liked it. And I've been okay with that because I'm secure in myself. Like that's, that's growth. Well, I love it, Andrea, because you, there's that sense of freedom, uh, and then there's a, you don't have the regrets. I know before I got to this place, uh, oftentimes I would rehearse a, an event that occurred and wish that I would have said this or wish that I would have done that. And I don't want to, I don't want to replay stuff in my mind anymore. Uh, and so I've decided, you know, when I encounter you, you're going to get the true me, the authentic me. Uh, that way you can really say, oh yeah, I know Jillian. I know her. And I, because I want to know you. I, I think it's important that you walk this earth um, comfortable. I don't, I don't think, if we're so uniquely made, I think we're doing a disservice to our creator uh, when we walk and try to unif- you know, make ourselves uniform or, it, or be anything that we weren't made to be. I think our creator is just so divinely purposeful that he didn't make a mistake. That's so good. Well, and so, and that helps you to be okay being exposed, right? Because you, that belief, that confidence. Yeah. And it's, I don't, I I would love your thoughts on this. It's like, I mentioned a minute ago how I can see in those situations where I, I have been authentic and demonstrated integrity, how good I have felt, but like, why do I still fall down all the time? I mean, why are there those people that, I mean, yes, I can think of situations when I've done that, but I can think of a lot more situations when I like do bite my tongue. I am so afraid to spit it out. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, uh, when I think about why we do that, again, it, it's the, the rejection piece <clears throat> and the, the consequences. We are, are in fear of the consequences of, gosh, if I really say this um, as my truth, not only will it not be accepted well, but it might have some kind of backlash. Right? And so we are, I know I've been worried about the outcome. Well, now that I'm not really worried about the outcome anymore, so much as it's, am I giving others permission to be themselves? When I walk into the room and I am being authentic, 
I think that 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 energy spreads. And I don't care if it's backlash in that moment. Hopefully what it does is that someone in that room walks away and goes, wow, she had the courage enough to say what was on her mind. She had the, and it gives someone else permission to do that in, in another form. I, I don't, you know, oftentimes we're looking at the immediate result. When we don't know what the the effect of us being authentic can do for someone. Exactly. Yeah. It's that Marianne Williamson quote. You've probably heard it, but like you're playing small does not serve the world. When we allow our lights to shine, we give others permission to do the same thing. So I, I, yeah, I definitely feel that. Well, and that's, so that's where, okay, here's a thought then. So if that is more important to me than someone's reaction, right? I think that's the thing I've got to get like really secure in is that I have to have so much faith and trust in that, that I'm going to, I'm going to take the risk that someone's not going to like my authenticity. (laughs) That's got to be okay for the greater good. Right. And then the truth is life goes on. What we, what we think is someone's reaction is fatal. It's not fatal. We have convinced ourselves that, oh my goodness, if if this result happens, it is the end of the world. And it's never the end of the world. <laughs> That's so good. That's I love that. Yes, that there will be a next second. There will be a next moment right after that. Someone, you, yeah, so sitting there and someone not liking how you're showing up, like that's okay. Like I kind of like the energy of that. It's, a, it's, it's just a different way to look at it. Life is going on. You, 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 first of all, you've shared who you are. Um, and I'll tell you what I've even learned. People respect someone who is comfortable in their skin. I, I have met more people who are revered and respected because people knew exactly who they were. Uh, and, and I, I think more people want to be that way, but are afraid to. So when we when we see someone who is comfortable in their skin, do you know we realize that those are the most people that we honor today? These are our heroes, are the people who stood against the grain. Well, and in 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 the people, I so I so get that we respect people who are comfortable in their own skin, and it has nothing to do with the exterior. It's all about how they feel about themselves. It's all about how they're showing up, isn't it? It is. It is. Their light shine, and when they do, honor that. Most, most. If if I look, and I'm a big history buff, I look at those who we are celebrating today, and I thought we're celebrating them because they stood in their truth, even when it was the most difficult. Even when it was difficult, being okay, being exposed. Yeah, I mean, because it takes a lot of courage. It does, and I hope that if my purpose is to help others um, find their voice. Uh, stand in their truth with the understanding that life goes on um, and that you're supporting and helping another when you do that, uh, then that's that's the path I want to go. That's, that's the journey to authenticity I'm willing to take. That's the work, isn't it? And aren't we all somehow called to that very same thing? It's just exploring and being more of who we were born to be. I think so. If if we only surrender to that, right? If we only surrender, if we're only willing to take down the mask and walk freely, if we surrender to that truth, um, I think we'd be more happy. I think we'd be more understanding of each other. Yeah, and if we break it down, because I always I always try to think like, what if my what if my dad was here? Like, what would he say? You know, he's a very practical, logical 
analytical guy. And so he'd be like, what do you mean? Leadership authenticity. <laughs> and I would say like taking off the mask, sharing, sharing honestly how you really feel about something. Isn't it as simple as that? Like just telling the truth in a situation about your, your fears, your challenges, how you're experiencing something. Modeling by example, right? Uh, it's, uh, and then we, we can't lose the piece. I think with, when it comes to leadership, uh, it's always in that time of difficulty. Uh, I think when I look at leaders, um, it's a hard, hard position to have because the spotlight is on you and um, the, the good leaders really empower others. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable and exposed um, and you're willing to take the bullets and people see you survive and then afterwards thrive in, in, in your definition of success and your definition of happiness, it you know, people go, well, that wasn't so bad. If, if, if she can do it, I can do it. Uh, yeah, you are. You are modeling the way. I mean, today I know that you aren't feeling well and yet here you are showing up with your authentic self. And this, this conversation was so important to you. You wanted to go ahead and do it anyways. Andrea, I know um, so many people who are, are struggling with um, who am I? How do I show up? How do I love myself? What does that look like? Um, and if I could encourage this, it's, it's don't be afraid to get silent. Don't, don't be afraid to be, to get steel for, for those who, um, are so used to on the go and distractions, the moment of calm may feel um, overwhelming at first, but once you settle into it, it's a beautiful thing. And, and answers start to come that you never imagined you had a question for. So it's beautiful. Well, and you've talked so much today about going deeper and exploring. And so of course the stillness is helpful in that, that you crowd out the muck and the noise and get beyond all of that so you can get to something that's real, something that's deeper. Yes. It's, and don't resist um, the challenges that come in our life, but, but, you know, focus on what you can learn from them. How is this going to make me a better version of myself? How is this going to make me a better version of myself? That's how I look at my, my challenges now is that, okay, this has been presented to me. Um, how is this going to make me stronger, more confident more. So I look at it not in the negative anymore, right? Which is, I think, what we do when we see um, an obstacle in front of us and it's a beautiful opportunity to grow. Oh my goodness. So many good, so many good takeaways, Jillian. As we think about the journey to authenticity, you know, you've, you've highlighted through this conversation how valuable those difficulties can be in helping us to learn about ourselves particularly when we have the courage to be still and explore how we're feeling and paying attention to what our needs are and what we're not giving ourselves. You've talked a lot about self-love. You've also reminded me that, that I love that, that quote, rejection is not fatal, <laughs> that life goes on and if I can be courageous enough to speak my truth, stand in my power in the moment, that I got I to gotta be okay with others' reactions to that, that life goes on. And I'm giving others permission as I do that. I'm giving others permission to do the same. So thank you so much, Jillian. So many good takeaways. We could talk the rest of the day, no doubt. 
Well, I'm grateful that you allowed me to share my thoughts on this. It's um, it's rewarding uh, to do so. I'm, I'm grateful for the, the opportunity. And thanks for your example. Thanks for being a badass executive and a mom who struggles and, 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 right? All, all these things. Thank you for showing up on a day when you don't feel great to share your light with all of us. I feel it. I feel you, my friend, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Yep. Hey, Jillian, if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Please reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn. That's the best way to contact me. Jillian Battle, and it's J-I-L-L-E-A-N for our listeners. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a Being at Work story. 